This is the third part of our three video series on how to build an email drip sequence. In this video, we're going to be talking how to optimize, which means looking at your data and figuring out ways to improve. In your email drip sequences, there's a couple of data points that you're going to want to look at. Number one is the open rates. Second is your email click rates. The third is your conversion rates. And number four is the reply rates. Your open rates are typically contingent on the from email address, the from name, and the subject line. I always recommend adding human personalization like someone's name is the from email. Here at Dove, we use Ruben at Dove or Darius at Dove. For your subject line, we always recommend providing whatever the asset is within brackets or within parentheses. So video, brackets, webinar brackets, ebook brackets, just so that people know what to expect. We also recommend personalization in the subject line, like adding a person's first name. Personalization tokens are gonna to be your best friend for that. Some people say emojis work really well in emails because they capture people's attention but you're gonna to have to test that for yourself. Some people like them, some people don't like them. Next, click rates. Click rates are all based on what the content is within the email. People are used to seeing a header, an image, maybe that image is an animated GIF, a body description, and then a call to action. Make sure you have all those assets in your email because that will help boost your click rates. Another way to create an email if you want it to look more personal is to actually not use HTML and use pure text. The reason why this type of email is valuable is because it looked like someone actually wrote it. Now that said, you always have to include an unsubscribe link. Never to have an automated drip sequence that people can't opt out of. That's going to be bad for business. The next metric is going to be your conversion rates. And that just means the number of people that clicked on your email and moved down your funnel. So conversion doesn't necessarily mean a sale. It could mean a form fill. It could mean an ebook download. It could be a webinar registration, or it could be an e-commerce close. Make sure that you have some ability to track your conversion to figure out which one of the emails in your sequence gets the highest conversion. Another important tip here is that not all of these emails are designed for conversion. Some of these emails are designed just to educate and nurture. So as you look at your drip sequence, remember that as you move down your drip sequence, you're moving people down a funnel. So typically your conversions will take place lower in the funnel because at this point they've been educated, they've been nurtured, they know how it works, they've seen use cases, they've seen some social proof like testimonials, and now they're ready to purchase. If you are going to add a discount, we recommend that you use tracking within the discount code as well. So make your discount code unique for every single drip sequence. That way you can attribute which email with which code actually drove the best conversion. Ruben's done a really great job of how to optimize a workflow from the start. Thanks, Darius. But what I want to talk about is how to actually go back and make improvements to an existing workflow or email drip sequence. When you look at your open rates, this doesn't necessarily mean the emails with the highest open rates are the best. In fact, the emails earliest in the drip sequence tend to have the highest open rates. So don't put all your eggs into the open rate basket. Average is about 20%, so make sure you're upwards of that. If an email is having low open rates, lower than 20%, there may be something wrong with your subject line. Take a second look at that, try to make it look a little more tantalizing. The next thing is click rates. As Ruben mentioned, there can be a bunch of different types of click rates depending upon how many links, how many things you have that are actually clickable in your email. You want to make sure that you are limiting the number of things that are clickable within each of these emails so you can figure out which things you can actually change. There are five different clickable links in an email. The system will likely not be able to track each of those links. And if it can, you're in luck and you can include as many as you want and track each of those. It really depends on the, the tool you're using. The next thing is conversion rates. How to actually go back and improve your conversion rates will be a matter of the email type. Wherever you're at in the sequence, if you have conversions on each of these, so for like the setup, maybe it's scheduling a call. For a use case, maybe it's a purchase or maybe it's scheduling for the webinar. Whatever the conversion is, find your emails that have the lowest conversion rates and figure out what aspect of that email 
you can improve. Whether it's better copy, a better image, a more enticing call to action, find out where your weak points are and shore those up. If it's not broken, don't fix it. So if you have a high converting email or one email that's converting higher than the rest, try to figure out what component of that email is driving the conversion and then try to expand that into your other emails that maybe not be doing so well. Other thing that's often not considered is replies. A lot of people, when they set up a drip sequence, don't actually handle the replies very well. If you're getting replies to an email, those need to be paid attention to carefully. If you're getting negative feedback on an email, then you need to go back to the drawing board and address that negative feedback. If you're getting great feedback on an email, that lets us know that that email has some nice content, that people enjoyed it. But moving forward, your replies will really help you optimize your emails. Negative replies show you need some more work, Positive replies show you you're on the right path. You need help with your email drip sequences. We actually recommend that you use the Dub Automatic Email Drip Sequence Generator. And all you have to do is just rub this three times and all of your email drip sequences will be created automatically. So check it out at dub.com. Thanks for checking out these three videos on how to architect, build, and optimize your email drip sequences. If you want to go back and check out any of the tips and tricks, just go back to our YouTube channel and check out the videos there. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe.